0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. Hey, today it's all about the arts. We'll speak with John Salem, Assistant Director of the Jackson... Greater Jackson Arts Council about the council's role in the community and the grants that they offer, plus a very special guest you've probably seen on a TV near you, Dr. Tania Stewart, actress, professor, and mentor, will be joining us to talk about her roles in the heat of the night and *A Time to Kill. Our question today is this, name a TV show from your childhood you wish was still on TV. We'll have some news headlines and chat about well, all kinds of things after the news, and we'll be back with Now You're Talking in just a moment. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. It's you know Today's going to be all about the arts. We've got a great show, a couple of fantastic guests. John Salem is in the house. He's assistant director of the Greater Jackson Arts Council. You probably heard a little bit about them. They've been in the news. Um, they kind of almost fell victim to some budget cuts, but I think things are starting to look a little bit brighter. We're going to find out a little bit more about what we do. Now, i got to tell you this, and I'm a little bit biased because I am a quasi-artist. Uh, I feel like that that is one of Mississippi's greatest uh, treasures. That's something that we need to exploit more and find a way to be able to get our our fantastic artists out there so that they can uh, help promote the state more than they do. So we'll talk to John a little bit about that. And Dr. Tania Stewart's on, and you've probably seen her before. Well, I know you have, because if you've seen A Time to Kill or In Heat of Night, she's Famous actress from that, but she's also a mentor and a professor and really talented, and she'll be joining us as well. So great show ahead, and I've got the five best things about fall that are going to be on a little bit later, which uh, we'll share that, because I like to share five things with you every week that will either make your week better or make you laugh a little bit. So that's <laughs> two. And a great question of the day, and I was thinking about this too. Name a TV show from your childhood you wish was still on. Now the problem is, street and I have probably got completely different shows because her childhood and my childhood were a few years <laughs> apart, so I yeah. know Shiri probably going to say, "Yeah, Mr. Ed." Let's see what other shows were on no, when that's
2: you were too a old. I'm thinking Family Matters. Um, let's see, Family Matters was a, a big one for me. All those TGI Friday shows that came on, uh, Step by Step. Full House, those are some of the shows that I, that I miss. Well, see, uh, you, A Different World, by far, was one of my favorites. You know,
0: I grew up in Atlanta, and they had this sh- this television station called WTCG, which turned out to be WTBS, which turned out to be TBS. Mm. And they used to have all the reruns on from the stuff in the 50s, So, I mean, in the 60s. So, I mean, I grew up with, like, Gilligan's Island and all that stuff. You know, the shows that were, you know, most of the people on the shows were really old by the time I got to watch them, but I thought they were current television shows. But there was a show called Emergency they used to love, and they had all these fire trucks. It's on Netflix, okay, mm-hmm. so you can check that out. Okay, There was one called Baba Black Sheep that I liked and watched that. We used to watch Wonderful World of Disney every Sunday night. That was like destination television in our house. Uh-huh. Saturday night, we got punished because Lawrence Welk was on. And my parents would watch that, you know, and it's like, oh, and then Guy Hovis, who's here from Mississippi, he was on the show. And so every time I see Guy, I just say, I got to let you know that you were a big part of my childhood and it wasn't pleasant. But Guy's got a <laughs> great, gr- Guy's a great guy and a great talent as well. And speaking of television, this morning on Morning Joe, which is on MSNBC in the morning, there were two Mississippians on there and I just thought I'd give them a shout out. Elise Jordan, who's from Holly Springs and she was an advisor to Rand Paul. And Stuart Stevens, who ran Mitt Romney's campaign, both were on the show this morning. So it's kind of nice wow. to see a little bit of Mississippi on national television as well.
2: Yeah, and absolutely.
0: I don't know how well I'm going to do today, to be honest with you, because um, Mensa here, Mr. Brain Surgeon, uh, decided to try to give himself a concussion over the weekend.
2: Now tell us how that happened.
0: Well, it was uh, a lot of people think it has something to do with the Georgia-Tennessee game, because my wife went to Georgia and I <laughs> went to Tennessee. And, of course, Tennessee won in miraculous fashion at the last second. But no, I was carrying drinks out of the cooler because I had volunteered for my son's band. They had a big band uh, performance up in Madison County, and I was was working the concession stand. And I carried a thing of drinks out and stood up in a doorway that was about 5'8". Well, that's great, except I'm about six one, mm. so I just completely knocked myself silly on that, and I have been completely in a fog ever since. So well, thinking, you sound
2: pretty good. You look normal. Well, thank you. Well,
0: you know, it's me. Okay, yeah. there really isn't much difference between concussion and normal <laughs> on a, any given day on that. But I, yesterday afternoon, I decided to take a nap because I emceed the Diabetes Walk in Jackson yesterday. Mm-hmm. Fantastic event. Uh, raised a lot of money, a lot of awareness. It was really neat to get to meet so many kids and and a lot of them came up to me and They we love banjo the dog they love my my children's book but i don't remember too much of it so i was like oh man i don't feel good so i came, went home about four o'clock laid down took a nap you ever take one of those late afternoon sunday naps yeah and i woke up this morning at six
2: yeah i'm telling you that's it, a struggle don't it, do that no
0: i did it i literally slept what 14 hours last oh, night goodness so i was like goodness gracious so um i'm all ready to go for the show so yeah and you were up in baltimore
2: yeah, I was doing some comedy at the Baltimore Comedy Factory. It was really cool. I didn't get to explore the city like I wanted to because it was raining. What are you, we sugar? Were, are you going to melt? Uh, well, I went out, but, you know, it was hard. I couldn't get on the water taxi. There were some really tempting things that I wanted to do, and I couldn't because it was raining. But had comedy Friday and Saturday night, all sold-out shows, so it was fun. It was so- fun.
0: At this point now, are you like the first person that comes on, the middle person that comes on? Where I are- come
2: on after the headliner because the headliner goes up first. He does it differently. Really? Yes, that he hosts different. the show. Yeah. Huh. So after he gets up and just does an amazing job, I have to get up behind him. Isn't that great?
0: That is totally backwards. <laughs> Normally, they at least let you warm up. That's no pressure. But it's-
2: he warms them up, you know. So yeah. He gets them and he tells a great story about how we met. So he sets it up for me. But oh, it, it is still is a little pressure getting up behind him. <laughs> yeah,
0: because if you had somebody who's a complete narcissist, man, you could really be in trouble.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: now, imagine that anybody in show business would be a narcissist. I mean, right. That never happens. But So you're very happy, though, everything went great?
2: Yeah, everything's been going great. I did about 15 minutes each time, which is a lifetime when you're doing comedy in front of a crowd that knows nothing about you. You know, when I'm home and I'm doing yeah. comedy, it's different. I feel at home. I know people in the audience. But this was my first time on the East Coast, and so I was worried about my material. Is it going to work? Right. And it did, and they were very kind and, and, and re- receptive. Well, truth
0: is truth, but you're right. Sometimes the regional... Humor, because, I mean, I do that whenever I travel somewhere else and I have to go do one of my speaking gigs. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I have to sometimes drop some of the southern, totally, truly southern stuff because they're not going to get it. I mean, they don't don't understand katsu jokes, for instance. Not that I make many katsu jokes. But the one thing, and you just touched on something, whenever there's a crowd that, like, if I'm part of a conference that doesn't know who I am or haven't seen my cartoons for 20 years... That's completely different than when somebody says, oh, Marshall Ramsey's going to be speaking.
2: Yeah, it's a little intimidating. Yeah, it really is. But, they're looking but at- it, it also builds your endurance and it just makes you tough, you know, because it's like, oh, if I can do it here, then I can definitely do it anywhere else. But I didn't know that Baltimore is known for crab. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so they're a big crab city and I, I got a crab cake and it was delicious. It was different than any other crab cake I've ever had here in Mississippi. Oh,
0: it's about as good as you're going to get up there.
2: Yeah, it was real crunchy on the outside. and uh, I don't. I can't that was really- a shell. No, no. I I can't really explain the texture on the inside. It was different, Um, Mm -hmm. but it was really good. It's seasoned. I couldn't afford uh, any of the other stuff on the menu, but I did get a crab cake.
0: Was it pumpkin spice? No. (laughs) (laughs) Since we've been talking about that for all morning. (laughs) I just, you know, you walk in the grocery store, and, and the weirdest things are now pumpkin spice flavored. Yeah, You know, it's so weird. it's like pumpkin spice Gatorade, and you're like, blah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. like, I don't want to drink that. It's right. terrible. All right, well, a couple of great guests today, too. And, of course, that question of the day is this. What television show from your childhood would, do you wish was still on? I tell you what, we've gotten a lot of great answers on that on social media, too.
2: Yeah, do, um, let's see. We have one says, The Adventure of Pete and Pete. Road to Avonlea. I don't know what that is. I hadn't heard either of those. Um, Bonanza, Hey Dude, Wagon Train, Gunsmoke, Bewitched, Um, and my mother's absolute favorite, which is I Love Lucy, which is on the list twice. Yeah,
0: and we got Reading Rainbow. Oh, yeah. I love Reading Rainbow. That was good stuff. Batman. Now, Batman, the TV show. Do you ever seen that one with Uh, Adam West?
2: Yes, very briefly. Very
0: corny, very cheesy, right? Yeah, compared to now. When I was a kid, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And so I'm sitting there watching. I mean, this was Destination Television for me every afternoon. My dad would walk in the room and go, oh, and turn around and leave. (laughs) And I never understood his reaction. I was like, Dad, it's Batman. He's cool. Now my kids are watching it. And I'm going, oh, that was terrible. Family Affair, Little House on the Prairie, Benson. It's funny you can tell everybody's age here. Uh,
2: WKRP. Now, I'll tell you what I watch now. I watch a lot of the Jeffersons. I watch, um, 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 what is the, the, with Florida and James Evans. What, what is it Good called? Time. Good, Good times. times, yes. I watch a lot of that. So I'm glad those shows still come on because when I was a child, you know, I wasn't watching them. But I'm glad those shows still come on. And it says something that they're still on all this time and don't necessarily have a replacement just yet. Well, that's
0: the thing. You know, all these television shows have been listed. Pretty much you can find them on TV at any given time. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, you can find them on Netflix or you can go buy the DVD. But, you know, great television is timeless because of the writing. Absolutely, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, Andy mm-hmm. Griffith's show. There mm-hmm. are some of them. The writing in it is so good. Dick Van Dyke show. I mean that back in there. I mean, it's, you know how can it stuff from the 1960s or 50s translate to today? You never would know. But I right. mean, if the writing is true, and it's like what you're saying about comedy, if people can relate to it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: then you know what? It's going to be timeless and it's going to last. But yeah, there's just some great Dukes of Hazzard? I don't know. Oh. I'm not, eh. well, I've I, but I loved it as a kid. I did yeah. too. You, you know, I, I wanted an orange charger, but not so much anymore because i don't i want a car that actually runs when i try to start it you know that's important <laughs> right. black sheep squadron too oh, i love yeah. that one with the airplanes yeah, you know something cool.
2: weird? I caught Young and the Restless the other day, uh-huh. and all of the people on Young and the Restless still look the same from when I was a child. I'm like, how is this possible? How does Victor Newman still look the same? We used, yeah, I the same don't get thing. it. We used to, um, well, um, I get it. it well, plastic house, surgery. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me. I'm like, I'm getting older, and they're, they aren't. This is so weird. Well, we can <laughs> we can work
0: on that, Sherita. Actually, though, you haven't changed a bit. So we're going to take a quick break. we got John Salem in the house. He's assistant director of the Greater Jackson Arts Council. We'll talk a little bit about their role in the community and some of the grants they offer, plus some of the headlines that they've been making lately as well. John's a writer also, so I can't wait to talk about that. And, of course, the number is oh, 1-800, this is where the concussion part's coming <laughs> eight in. 877
2: mpb rings. Say it with you. me, Marshall.
0: 877-MPB-RING. Yeah, we
2: want to know what oh, TV show from your childhood do you wish was still on? Give us a call, 877-672-7464. Seven, 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 four, four. And
0: stay tuned in, because this could be a train wreck. You never know. All right, now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. Happy Monday! Gorgeous day out there. Gorgeous all the way across the great state of Mississippi. Fall has definitely arrived. I saw them setting up the state fair in Jackson, and that is usually the the line between summer and fall. The weather usually changes like you know drastically after the after the. Yes, yeah, all of a sudden it's going to get cold. It's going to get cold, so <laughs> it's great. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to that, and I know Sharita is too because she loves cold weather. That's why the heater is still running in the in the studio. Oh my bad. Yeah, that's all right. It's gonna be <laughs> I'm like looking
2: a, forward. To to the corn and stuff. Now, when you get older, you just go to the fair for the food. That's I, it.
0: Exactly. I go for the free biscuit every time.
2: Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But please favorites. have water, uh, or you will choke. Have oh, really? water. Yes. You think so? Yes. See, I've managed it
0: now for 20 years. you oh, okay. you're in trouble with it? <laughs> yeah. I judge the Pretty Cow Contest, too. That's the other thing I do. Oh, nice. Yeah, I get a free cheese. Really a good <laughs> deal out of that. So, all right. Well, we've got a good guest in the studio. Very really happy to have him here. John Salem. He's Assistant Director of the Greater Jackson Arts Council. John, welcome aboard. You're also a writer too, so you, you this is kind of your day job, just doing the council. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm uh, three quarter time. Three-quarter time? Yeah. I love that. That's great. <laughs> so I, I think I'm part-time in one of my jobs, so that's cool. Three-quarter time is really good. Um, y'all have been in the news a lot lately, and, and, and so it was. I want to get you on not only to talk about the news, but also what you do because I think there was a lot, of mis- a lot of confusion. I'd read, like, the comment section, and people were like, well, get rid of them or save a dollar. And really, you know, you look how much you guys cost a year. It really wasn't a lot of money. So it, it seemed to be kind of a more of an oversight than it was a real budget savings.
3: Exactly. I mean, we're a low investment, you know, high yield investment for the city. Yeah. Because we're able to take that um, city funding. It's kind of our stabilizing floor, and it just allows us to have a solid infrastructure, and we leverage that with other uh, state and regional grants yeah. to do our work.
0: Wait a minute. We don't do infrastructure real well in this in the,
3: <laughs> around here. You know, and it – the terrible part is, um, you know, this is so destabilizing the prospect of yeah. being defunded. I mean, I'm not being hyperbolic by saying we could go away because yeah. that's a possibility. And if we did, it would take four or five times what our funding is, you know, to reconstitute right. an agency like ours. If once they realize the mistake and they would realize it.
0: Yeah. that's the thing. I th- think a lot of times, and you see this too, a state government, people forget that there are grants involved and, and it's not just that seed money. Cause I mean, that seed money is what, you know, obviously helps you get the grants. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the staff. I mean, how, how many are there on the staff? We've
3: got, uh, Myself, two full time, and then uh, two part time. Okay, so it's not this huge staff no. glutting up a, a building somewhere. <laughs> no, not at all. And we, you know, we're but we're a private nonprofit. We're yeah. designated as the city's uh, official arts council, but okay. we are a private nonprofit. So we're nimble and we're able to, you know, pivot to right. to the community quickly. Um, you know, I just did a a big report for you know this fiscal year that we just ended Mm -hmm. last friday and you know we reached individually over you know 200 uh people and you know that's musicians and artists and people doing public art uh organizations i mean that that's a lot of uh that's a lot of uh, economic drivers out there right, for, one, for a small agency. Well, talk about
0: how the seed money that you give out to an artist, how that is able to multiply and, and be able to grow and help the artist.
3: The, well, we offer uh, a revolving grants program throughout the year. We have two major cycles, but one of the things we really like is, uh, you know, our micro grants that are year round. Mm-hmm. So at any time of the year, you know, we have a pool of funds for people wanting to do a, a quick neighborhood festival or they're doing a big project and something fell through and they can't pay the artists and they can come to us in uh, a real short period of time to get that um, support money. And that's huge. It, it, it right is. As
0: somebody who's put on events before, I mean, you, sometimes you, you find yourself up against the wall. It's kind of nice to know that's
3: there. Exactly. I mean, you know, people come in at the last minute and it's like, we, you know, we just lost this and we can't pay the backline gear and we've got everything set up. Everything's ready to go. But, uh, you know, that's a critical service, I think.
0: Well, what have you heard since, of course, the initial, the initial news brought some outrage? I did a cartoon on it. I know that was one of the most shared cartoons I've done in a long time. It was incredibly helpful. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. That doesn't happen too often. Usually my stuff is not helpful. It's usually <laughs> hurtful. But I'm, I'm glad to hear that. But, I mean, what kind, of, what kind of feedback have you gotten from some of the city leaders?
3: Well, it's, it's been frustrating because, you know, it, we've become a hot potato between the mayor's office and the city council and also, you know, the department of human and cultural services. So, um, you know, we keep hearing that, you know, we have their support, but there's nothing, you know, concrete in place right now at, at not to get too deep in the weeds at this point, you know, uh, the official, proposal that's been put forth is for the city council to restructure the city clerk budget mm-hmm. um, and that that would fully restore our funding. And our understanding from the mayor's office is that uh, there's a mix of full and part-time frozen positions. And if they would free up those positions, you know, our funding could be restored. And uh, what that would mean, it would preclude them from hiring additional staff for this coming budget year but right given the climate that doesn't seem like an unreasonable right solution
0: yeah and as, as most people know of course jackson's having some revenue issues and some expense issues and sort of some other distractions that are going on too how much is your budget per year It's approximately five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. okay which you know to me sounds like a ton of money but i guess in the scheme of things
3: isn't for an agency yeah it really isn't and uh that represents the city funding represents uh in any given year between 25 and 30% of that. So for that to just go away right. without warning is, is completely destabilizing.
0: Yeah, I, I think I saw a great quote from you and I, this may, if this isn't your quote, but basically uh, you can deny it, but this, basically it's founded to bridge um, racial and economic divide, what you've been able to do.
3: Yeah. That's actually how we came to be. I mean, it was kind of part of an activist movement yeah. to um, be a, equalizing agent in the community to make sure, um, you know, arts funding was was spread out to underserved communities and artists of color.
0: Yeah. And well, I can tell you just, even from my experience, art supplies aren't cheap. You know, these things, it, it does take money to get started. Exactly. It really does. Well, we, we actually have a couple callers. Of course we have that great question of the day too, and we'll get back with John in just a half second, but what name a TV show from your childhood you wish was still on. And we've got Reba Han from Gulfport. Hello, Reba.
4: Good morning. Hey,
0: What's your favorite show? What would you like to see back on the tube?
4: Well, I, I wanted to tell you, I, um, I, my children loved watching Webster.
0: Webster, okay.
4: And uh, we'd had a, a family heartbreak. My sister-in-law had had a miscarriage, and I did not have to explain it to my children because all I had to do was tell them it's what happened to ma'am on Webster, and they completely understood.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So it's actually a good thing that you could learn from a television show.
4: Right. Yeah, it'd be and helpful. I completely agree with you about Batman because we've got that series at home and oh my God.
0: <laughs> it's tough. It really is. Watch Batman the movie, the one the T V show based movie from I think nineteen sixty seven. That's probably the worst of all of it. So yeah,
4: yeah, no, we have all of those yeah. too.
0: Yeah, I Batman, highly recommend
4: Batman, it. My my father actually preached from the pulpit that thou shalt not call the parsonage while Star Trek is on because that's my hour with my family.
0: Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Now, see, now he could just DVR it and watch it whenever, but that that's really cool. All right, great call, Reba. I appreciate it. we got Fr- Frank and Jackson, actually yeah, a TV show, and you'd like to have a comment about the Arts Council. Frank, always good to hear from you. What's up?
4: Yeah, favorite shows, uh, Father Knows Best and The Donna Reed Show.
0: The Donna Reed Show. and I always that's had the biggest careful. crush on Donna Reed. Oof. Be careful, yeah. and that's- Well, I'm okay. My wife's not listening.
4: When when fathers were not the butt of jokes. Fathers were, in fact, uh, the stalwarts uh, of the family. Yeah. Uh, Since then, dads have just been ridiculed. About the Arts Council, Mm -hmm. that they have helped 200 artists. If you extrapolate that to a number of people who have benefited by uh, attending these art events that these 200 artists put on, the number will be in the thousands. Um, so uh what the Arts Council does is a very, very needed uh, drop in the bucket for what Jackson needs to expand uh the uh, creative class and the artists in uh, in our community. Thank you so much for what you guys do.
0: Oh thanks, thanks Frank. I agree hundred percent on that because it it 's like adding spice to the stew, you know it makes it more interesting, makes it more colorful um, and i've always said you know in, in talk about Mississippi. And you will go through the Delta and go through all the museums that you know—the blues museums, the, so forth. You see the the signing, the book, the visitor book, and they're from all over the world. People, everybody, from all over the world. That's what we're famous for, and that you help incubate that. Exactly. Yeah, that's the voice, of course, of John Salem. He's the assistant director of the Greater Jackson Arts Council. And I meant to ask you, what Telvin show would you like to see on right now? That's a tough
3: one because it seems like they're all being rebooted. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. I mean, they're coming up with a new MacGyver. Yeah, I was thinking, because I was a huge Dynasty fan, but then, you know, over the weekend they announced that they're rebooting Dynasty, are they so really? I can't choose that one.
0: Are they going to do it like Dallas and have some of the same
3: characters be older, or are they just going to redo it? Um, they're actually, like Crystal, who was Linda Evans, is going to be um, Latina. Oh. Uh so that that's one twist. But that's that's all they've announced so far. So
0: obviously Linda Evans will no longer play her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be awkward. <laughs> Very awkward on that. I saw Magnum PI. They're thinking about rebooting it.
3: They are and, and it's going to be his daughter.
0: His daughter, which in a way that works because it's just a continuing the storyline. You know, if it were a new guy playing Magnum or something, I'd be like, nah, Tom Selleck."
3: you know, man. I, I would not want to be the actor trying to no kidding. recreate. And really, Tom, Tom Selleck probably could Selleck. still
0: do it, because he really doesn't look that much different. Exactly. He's still got the mustache. <laughs> if I could grow a mustache like that, I'd have it right now, to say the least.
2: They're redoing a Lethal Weapon too with uh, Damon Wayans, so it's becoming a, a series now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll be darned. Oh, yeah, that's, well, that's the thing. I mean, you go to the movie theater now, and everything's sequels. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. Can we have an original movie? That'd be great. But, uh, Janice,
2: uh, Janice uh, couldn't stay on. She said her favorite show is Dark Shadows. I've never heard of it.
0: Oh, yeah, Dark Shadows. That's good stuff. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, we live kind of in a golden age of television now because instead of it used to be just on the three networks, now we've got Netflix, we've got Hulu's doing stuff, we've got Amazon. I mean, it's really some It's good impossible
3: stuff out there. to keep up with, really. Yeah. I mean, I think there were, I saw some statistic, it was over 400 scripted shows. Like, if you add all of the online platforms and yeah. uh and cable networks was just insane
0: well the networks got into this phase of just doing reality television show because it was cheap right and so all these other networks started you know you had orange is the new black and we just got through watching stranger things again you know which is incredibly
3: well written and i think too you know the networks are still on that you know long seasons they do 24 episodes and you yeah. know the all of these other uh cable shows you know they'll do like a 10 or 12 episode season and it really allows them to put together a real quality season.
0: Yeah, it really it. does. And it also too, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I like to binge stuff, binge watch stuff. You know, I like to sit down and of- watch, you know, 18 <laughs> episodes in a row. Cause I'm
3: usually don't have time to sit down every week on that. So I'm a, it can make you a little insane. Cause you get so immersed. Yeah. And, and then they-, <laughs> they
2: put that 15 second, uh, wait in there for the next episode. I watched eight episodes of Luke Cage last night. How oh was gosh. that? How, how is that,
0: by the way? Her is fantastic. It's good. It's, yeah. it,
2: it develops um, gradually but excitingly. Uh, I really like it. I'm just now getting into the comic book stuff, so uh, now I'm studying his powers and his weaknesses, and I'm really, really uh, intrigued. So, yeah, eight episodes last night, and they only have 15 seconds. Oh, 15 seconds before the ne- next episode begins, and you're like, okay, it's only midnight. I'll go ahead and watch it. That's what happened to <laughs>
0: us with with Stranger Things. You yeah. know, we said sit there, We got one more to watch, but I gotta go to bed because I gotta get up at four in the morning. But no, let's watch it anyway. And, you <laughs> You know, the next morning at four, I'm like going,
2: why did I right. do that? It almost feels like betrayal if you don't watch it. Like, it really does. Yeah. Now they've done
0: Netflix has done some good stuff with some of the Marvel sub characters, some of the smaller characters on mm-hmm. that. And CW does a great job with the DC characters, so you know, Flash and Arrow and some of those are great shows too. And we got Larry and Hazelhurst. Hey Larry, what's your favorite show?
4: Well, uh, the Inner Sanctum had a squeaking door that was sending shivers all over, and then uh, uh, my favorite was the detective show The Shadow. The Who sha- knows what evil lurks in the mind of men? The shadow knows. Of course, you notice those are before television. That's radio shows.
0: Yeah, but it's funny because I remember that that catch line for the shadow. I mean, that was so yeah. famous that that even came on. You know, that was still in the '60s and '70s. So that's pretty amazing.
4: Yeah, I often uh, sometimes quote that in the uh, pulpit because. Uh, you know we all have that doppelganger that darker side of ourselves and uh who knows the shadow knows about that
0: <laughs> yeah that i agree 100 percent. that darker side would be the cartoonist part of me so yeah right definitely on that so hey great call larry thank you for calling and of thank course you. The question of the day is this. Name a TV show from your childhood you wish was still on. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. Right now we got John Salemon, Assistant Director of the Greater Jackson Arts Council. you have got a pretty big board, too. I mean, you've got a lot of community members, and it pretty much goes all the way across the demographic spectrum.
3: Yeah, we have a very diverse board. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, going back, over our 35 years, you know, just a lot of leaders and the important leaders in the community have been part of it.
0: Yeah, that's been a lot of fun. John, appreciate you being on. This is, of course, we're going to take a quick break. And the question of the day, like I said, name a TV show from your childhood you wish was still on TV. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Our question of the day is this. Name a TV show from your childhood you wish was still on TV. You can give us a call. We want to hear from you. The number is 877-MPB-RING. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. I tell you, it's funny when you think about television shows. It, to me, it's more about sometimes the memories of who was watching the television shows with you. Um, I remember my, my grandparents used to religiously watch MASH. And then right toward the end of MASH, my grandparents kind of jumped ship, and they said, there's this new television show on called Cheers that they always used to watch. It was on at the same time, and so we started watching that. And it's funny because every time now that I see either MASH or I see Cheers, I think of my grandparents. It's so funny how that works out. So uh, both are great, fantastic shows. And once again, the writing is timeless on both of them. So we got John Salem, the assistant director of the Greater Jackson Arts Council, is in. We're talking a little bit about what they do because I feel like that – you know, people need to know more about y'all because the news is out there and it's so easy. Well, $500,000 has a lot of money. And we could, we could, how many potholes could we fill up with that? And, you know, you so forth. Of course, that's what, about half a mile street paving, something like that.
3: Exactly. And what uh, at issue for us is, you know, one fourth of that. Yeah. Yeah. From the city.
0: Right. So we're not talking, you're not talking
3: big bucks. Exactly. Yeah,
0: what, so I'll do my quick math, $125,000.
3: Right. That, was.
0: <laughs> that you don't realize today what that was. That was a big jump for me right there. But I mean, so <laughs> you, you basically need to get that. And, and, I mean that's in it you know I mean you're not just giving out grants to just individual artists you're doing it to groups I mean even the uh, international ballet competition you help fund that and the symphony and some of the others too
3: exactly we do and we also do a lot for the uh the art center downtown um we've put through money we've raised independently over two hundred thousand dollars into wow. that building yeah uh, we even put hot water in the building that's important uh we Uh, remodeled the upstairs and the galleries so we offer exhibit space for artists and uh, we employ um, a uh, curator to help them pull their shows together get them hung professionally uh, and also offer you know an affordable venue space in that art squadron where you have the museum and the uh, convention center and then Mar Hall for big concerts so there really isn't a uh, an easy access place for people to have affordable venue space in that downtown art center. A little trivia for
0: you that you did not know. Do you know what the last art exhibit was in that building before the art museum moved over to the new building?
3: I don't. My show. Your show. Oh, show of my
0: work. <laughs> I closed that building. And that's why you had to do $200,000 worth of renovations on it. <laughs> there you go.
2: Hey, John, can you talk a little bit about the Storytellers Ball? Um, I, I got to participate recently, and there were bands performing, local bands who were getting exposure. There were um, art set up all throughout the Art Center, and it was just a beautiful night. Uh, so talk about that.
3: It can, that's, uh, that was our 11th year this year. It was a Prince theme that we came up with before his, his tragic death, actually. Uh, but uh, – it's we kind of use it we use it it's our annual fundraiser and we use it as a kickoff to the art season in the fall and we just try to use a fun pop culture theme that's uh heavily music focused and we um work with musicians from all over uh, the city and kind of put together you know the best house band possible
0: which i would imagine just judging by even some of the people that have come in on this show that that must be tough to pick out because everybody is so good
3: it, exactly we, yeah. i mean we've done blues and this year it was prince we had vastai jackson oh, yeah. in and and he was amazing and uh you know it ends up being you know really one of the most diverse arts events of the year in terms of uh you know uh different races and the age range uh and they're all hitting the dance floor, millennials, seniors,
0: oh, definitely. <laughs> black and white. So we're so represented. That's good. Exactly. The, the older folks. So, and of course, is <laughs> not listening. That's good. Uh, we, we do actually some callers on the question of the day, which is this. What television show would you like to see come back to television? we got Tim and Leland. Hello, Tim.
5: How's
0: it going? Oh, I was going great. Thanks for calling. Uh,
5: yeah, man, I had one from my childhood. I can remember just uh, sneaking up late at night to watch it. And it did actually come back into syndication, and it's in its 10th series now. And that's
0: Doctor Who. Doctor Who, yeah. Who is your favorite doctor?
5: Tom Baker.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a strong choice. So.
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to beat him when he's pulling all that stuff out of his pockets, and you never know what he's got.
0: That's some good stuff. Definitely. Yeah, my son loves Doctor Who, so he's he's got me hooked on it, too. So, great call. Good. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. We
5: always need another Who again.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, thanks. Oh, we got Brian in Mobile. Hello, Brian. Hello. Hey, what shows would you like to see come back?
6: I would love to see The Twilight Zone with Rod Sterling.
0: Oh, yeah. Great show. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah,
6: one, of the, one of the best I've ever seen.
0: I, I agree with you, and it's so funny because there's like the one with William Shatner with the, the demon on the wing. Uh, right. I mean, I, I can sit there and tell you, and then they, they broadcast Occurrence on Owl Creek Bridge, that that show, too. I mean, just classic television. Fantastic. Yeah. What and else? Another
7: one would be the Alfred Hitchcock Hour.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, very similar type shows. Yeah, and exactly. Always had that great twist at the end on that. Yeah,
7: okay. Well, thank you for letting me call in. Oh no problem.
0: Glad you called. Thanks for the call. Here, bye. All right, we got we got James James in the Southern Mississippi. Hello, James. How are you? Hi. How you doing? Doing fantastic. What show would you like to see come back? Well,
4: I see. I see it. You know, on cable and all, but. Uh, hands down, Andy Griffiths.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and you know that that show I think will probably when my great great grandchildren are watching television and the chip in their head, they're probably going to watch the Andy Griffith show because it's going to be for them forever.
4: I mean, if you if you watch Mister McBevie, M A, mm-hmm. you know mcbeevy, watch Mister Mcbeevy, It's one of the most touching things I've ever seen. Yeah, on TV, and watch the pickle story. Oh, God, you will laugh so loud. You will cry. You will be laughing so hard.
0: You know, that must have been fun when they would sit down and do a a read of the script, and all of them were just sitting around, and, and, you know, because, you you know, there was so much, you know, improvisation and so forth on that. Yeah, it must have been just a a blast to film that show.
4: But the early episodes are the best. Oh, yeah. They really are.
0: Well, they usually are. And then they made it in color, which kind of blew my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but Andy Griffith no, really was definitely a genius,
4: raise, especially with Barney. You know? Yeah.
0: Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Barney is fantastic. And so, um, well, great. Great call. I appreciate that.
4: But that's all I had to say.
0: Well, I'm glad you did. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Bye. So, so who's next, Sherita?
2: Uh, next, we have Michael, who's in Pearl. Hey, Michael. How are you?
6: Doing fine.
0: Good, good, good. What, what show would you like to see come back?
6: Oh, my favorite was Twilight Zone.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just we just mentioned that a second ago. That is oh, that. Did you? No, but that's fine. No, no, that's please. What episodes were your favorites?
6: <laughs> There's one in particular that really hit home. I'm not a I'm not a person that that likes to fly. You know. Yeah. I've only <clears throat> tried it one time. That was before nine eleven. Uh, I went up to Minnesota to see see some relatives up there, and I was in the plane, you know, and this idiot <laughs> pilot had to get o- come over the intercom and say, today we'll be cruising at 37,000 feet. I oh. didn't need to hear that. Yeah,
0: that's just like it was in... Scary. Oh, scary, and yeah. Then, um, and you looked out on the wing and there was well, somebody there ripping there was the engine off?
6: Right in front of me, one of them leaned over and said, oh, I hope the plane doesn't crash. <laughs> and then... That's what kicked in the the Gremlins episode. Yeah, I started looking out on the wings for those furry little creatures trying to sabotage the propeller. You know. Yeah. Needless to say, I rode the bus home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But the good.
6: Trump doesn't have enough money to pay me to get into an airplane.
0: Well, I can tell you, I've, I've flown a few <laughs> times since then, and, and um, I think we're going to be okay. I think it's going to work out all fine. Yeah. So.
6: Well, I really thoroughly enjoyed. As a matter of fact, I tried to record all of those when I had my v- VCR, you know. Just about all the episodes of The Twilight Zone, I love it.
0: Yeah, you know, and the neat thing about it was um, that Never my kids love it, too. So. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, let's see here. Hmm. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, sir. Great call. <laughs> we we'll appreciate right. it. Appreciate we'll just, that.
2: Hey, thank you. We'll just stay on the phones for a minute, Marshall. Okay, sounds like a deal. Uh, John is in Tylertown with the Comet. Good morning, John. Hey, John.
5: Hello, good morning. I was actually... I'm uh, um, an oddball. I have a TV show that was only on briefly in, like, early 80s, I think. It was called Otherworld. Otherworld? Huh. Yeah, Otherworld. And, like I said, I don't even think it lasts a full season. It was well ahead of its time. It was, like, the predecessor to stargate this this little family wound up going to egypt they went into the to the pyramid got sucked into another world and the whole series they were trying to get back to, to earth it was a great little series but it was ahead of its time. yeah another series i'd love to see but this is a british series is are you being served have you ever heard of that
0: one? Yeah, yeah, I was just laughing about that. I was thinking about that.
5: <laughs> that one or Faulty um, uh, Tower. Faulty Tower oh, yeah. would be a great one to come back.
0: Yeah, I really... You know,
5: w- these are great series that I don't know if the American... I'm pretty sure the American audience would be ready for it now, but they're great series. they far better than most of the reality
0: shows that are on right now. Well, yeah, it's, so fu- it's so funny how many shows have come from England. I mean, like The Office and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And I mean, so many shows that are big over there, they bring over here, and we end up liking them on that. So, oh, yeah. But you're right, too. A lot of the, the lesser-known shows, I remember a, a show called A Man from Atlantis, was on had patrick duffy before he was on dallas on it and he used to have this really freaky swimming move that he did and i used to try to do that in the pool and nearly drown. but i thought it was a great show so i discovered i wasn't from atlanta so i was from atlanta and that was a little bit different on the swimming part on that great call thank you so much i appreciate you call. right thanks we got richard hello richard what would be your favorite show Hi, I'd like
4: to see MPB bring back the Red Green Show.
0: The Red Green Show, I remember that. Mm. Yeah, that was some good TV. Oh, it,
4: it was. Uh, I think it was from Canada, and uh, it was a riot. Okay. Uh, they used to make things out of spare parts and and junk uh, and duct tape. Yeah, like they made an RV one time out of refrigerator doors and duct tape.
0: That is awesome. It was it was a scream. It was a hilarious show, really, too. And you you know you forget that how funny Canadians can be and of course yeah. then you realize about half the comedians are from Canada so I guess Canada, it's so cold yeah. they haven't got anything else to do you know, except for yeah. make really good jokes <laughs> so, good all
4: st- that time indoors exactly right.
0: thanks a lot hey thanks thanks for listening too appreciate it right. well we're going to take a quick break how's that sound why well, we do that and of course we uh, will continue back with the question of the day what's your favorite television show that you'd like to see come back on from your childhood John Salem's still here too he's of course with the Greater Jackson Arts Council he's assistant director and we'll talk with him just a little bit too of course We'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 877 672 7464. This is now your talking on MPB Think Radio.
1: Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high.
2: Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow.
4: and ways to grow
2: a reading rainbow.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Welcome back. This is Now. You're talking with MPB Think Radio. That is Sharita whistling in there. Good job, Sharita. Hey, don't play with me. I can do it. You know what? My sister and I, (laughs) this sounds really weird. We're kids. We used to, Hogan's Heroes, the whistling part in the beginning part of that, we used to do that every show.
2: Yeah, I'm a very good whistler. You
0: are? See, there you go. Yeah, see, we're whistling on public radio. I know it. There you Don't go. Don't you love it? I know it. Oh, <laughs> the phones have lit up too. They really have. Uh, question of the day, of course, is what's your favorite television show as a kid? And would you like to see it back on? A lot of calls as well. You can give us a call at eight seven seven MPB ring. And on top of that, we have the ever fantastic John Salem in. Of course, he's the Greater Jackson Arts Council Assistant Director. Now we talk about television shows. There was a pilot out for a comic strip called Brenda Star, and it wasn't. It never made it, and everything. But John actually has some exciting news that he's going to break here on the radio live right now.
3: <laughs> well, um, that's I'm a writer as well. I've uh, published several novels. You did and one on Adam Sandler, too. I did. I yeah. did. I did I, it was uh, my first ki- children's book. It was a biography of Adam. Uh, but I uh, acquired the license to the Brenda Starr Reporter comic strip, and so I'm going to be rebooting it as a mystery novel series. I'm and just the, glad that Brenda didn't get laid off. Well, it ended in 2011. She yeah. kind of retired. Uh, the strip took on all of the uh, pitfalls of the print industry. <laughs> what
0: pitfalls? <laughs> I haven't noticed any.
3: <laughs> no. So, But that's good. So
0: she going to bring her back. She's going to be still a reporter? Or Because she yeah, she's not going to be a blogger?
3: No, okay. no. She's going to be. Uh, not that have, there's anything wrong with that. I have transitioned into uh, like a visiting professor and then also gets pulled back into journalism through a Huffington Post type digital site see that's what happens you you think you can get out and you get sucked back in exactly it's like the mob. <laughs>
0: it's almost like the godfather as well so that'll be great we have uh some callers still online so let's see let's go with chico from oxford hello chico hey y'all hey what's I your favorite
4: two from my childhood in the 1960s what's that first one being playboy after dark okay <laughs> uh, i didn't really care about the hugh hefner part you know when he was being hugh hefner and sort of a fat boy talk
5: part.
0: yeah
4: but they had great live music, everybody from the Grape of Ed to Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. And you can see all that stuff on YouTube right now. Right. And the other one was, I think several Northeast Mississippians will remember this one. I think it came out of Columbus, and it was the Uncle Bunky show.
0: Yes, Uncle Bunky rocked. He was yeah. amazing. I wish I could do what he does, being able to get up there and just draw and entertain like he did. Fantastic.
4: Oh, I, think you could. I think you could have your own television show.
0: Yeah, well, I do have one, but they just don't let me draw on it. So <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Uncle Bunky Rock, though, he, he passed a couple, two or three years ago, and I just, I was just, like really sad to hear he, he died.
5: Well, I sure appreciate it, y'all.
0: Oh, sure. Thank you. Thanks for listening, too. We got Anthony and Hollandale. Hello, Anthony. Hey, how are you guys? Doing great. What show would you like to see come back?
7: Well, uh, I, like you and one of the other listeners, was a big fan of Man from Atlantis. Uh, there you, you go. Mention- you mentioned that you nearly drowned uh, trying to do that move. I was actually one of the first uh, lifeguards at uh, Percy Park in Hollandale, Mississippi, and uh, tried to do that move at the bottom of the pool and chipped
0: a tooth. Oh, oh my no. gosh! <laughs> I can believe it too, because you got to like really throw your head up and down to do that.
7: Yeah. Oh I mean, wow. They really worked out that well for me, and I think a lot of other people probably had some problems with that move too.
0: That's probably they canceled it, and they realized it was just too big of a legal liability. It's like, ah, oh, we can't do this anymore.
7: Safety, safety issues. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, other, other than that, uh, there was a much later show. Of course, I was an adult, but there was a show on CBS called The Unit. That was mm-hmm. about a, a group of special forces guys. Yep. Really loved that show and I uh, hated when it got canceled. Yeah, that
0: was a good show. Uh, and the commander on it was the guy that was the bad guy in the Terminator movie. And he also yeah. went to my elementary school. So there you go. That's, uh, my, oh, kidding. that's my 15 minutes of fame right there. So <laughs> okay. that's kind of cool. Well, you,
7: guys are, you guys are doing a great job, man. Enjoying the show. Uh, you guys have a great day. Hey,
0: thank you. Thanks for calling too. And thanks for listening. we got Christine, you're driving. Oh gosh, I hope you're going to be okay. I'm, I'm fine. Okay, good deal. Just make sure safety first. So what's your favorite show? My
5: favorite
4: show is All in the Family.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the Archie Bunker series. Yeah.
4: Yes, it was absolutely some of the best comedic writing ever.
0: It really was.
4: And it addressed some pretty touchy subjects, but it handled them well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that was what was so good about it because it really did all the the issues in the in the early 70s. It really did a good job bringing them up.
5: And I love
0: yeah, appropriate. yeah, yeah I about to say the the more things change the more they stay the same, definitely, on that. So that would be good stuff. Well I appreciate it. And well you keep driving safe and thank you for calling and listening. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. We got Ann
2: and Clinton. Uh, no, we don't. No, we don't. She went bye bye. <laughs> yeah, maybe she went to watch TV. Oh, that's,
0: yeah, she did. She, she's like, I gotta find man from Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I really want to learn how to swim like that. Absolutely. I think Michael My- Phelps needs to pick up that move. Oh, I think he could probably he already. could become successful. He could maybe win a gold medal if he tried that. <laughs> yeah, so,
3: definitely on that. What so, was
2: your uh, What was your top five? Well, first of all, John, did you have any uh, closing thoughts about the arts council?
3: Um, only well, there's a. Actually, there's an evening city council tomorrow yeah. evening at okay. six o'clock. and so if if anyone uh, wants to get involved, you know we're encouraging people to um to show up for that council, sign up for public comment. We are on the agenda. And uh, another way to help would be to reach out to your. Council person, and mm-hmm. just put pressure on them to um, restore our funding. You
0: think contacting the mayor's office too would be a good idea?
3: Yeah, the mayor's office as well. Yeah. Uh, at this point, it's in the the court of the council okay. and the mayor's office. Okay.
0: So uh, we'll keep our fingers and toes crossed. Because, like you said, that's such a small investment for something that does so much good for the city. You know, I mean, one of our slogans at one point we're the city with soul. Well, you don't want to cut that soul out.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So and it could be soul from walking. I'm not sure, like that kind of soul too. That fell in a pothole kind of thing. So I don't know. But anyway, congratulations, John, on your writing though too, and that's that's fantastic.
1: Thank you. That's impressive.
0: I know anybody's like, I got a contract. I got a book coming up. It's like everybody's (laughs) like, yes, that's huge. So that I'm really excited about that. So when you when you do your first book first book signing, let us know. We'll get you back on. Okay. Okay. I'll be happy. That'd be fantastic. Ah, Sharita, the favorite show.
2: Yeah. So what was your favorite one? Oh I, well, a different world. Different is world. Absolutely, one of my favorites because, like uh, the other caller mentioned about all in the family, addressing some things, they addressed a lot of racial issues. Yeah. But and also college issues and and sexual abuse. I mean, they did it so seamlessly uh, to to create that awareness. But they had comedy and all the characters just seemed to have great chemistry. So uh, that's one that I kind of got into after I got older and was able to understand it. But also Family Matters was a, a, a great one. Fre- Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I, I loved okay. all of those. Will
0: Smith is now older than the, than the uncle was that in the show. That's crazy, right? That'll blow your mind right there. <laughs> it will. It, you know, you talk about, you know, different world, real world, when that came out on MTV. See, I remember when MTV played music. Mm-hmm. That's how old I am. But when, right. I, when that came out, I mean, we watched the first season. We lived out in San Diego, and, and we were about that age. So mm-hmm. we were about the age of the people on there and it, it was real I mean it was like this, these are issues well, it felt real it, it felt real they talked about you know AIDS they talked about all kinds of different things that people weren't really talking about now they, then it started getting sillier and sillier and sillier yeah. and my wife and I looked at her we're just getting old that's all it is yeah we're and I talked
2: old. to like a reality show producer and he said that, that a lot of it is not reality I, and it's quite obvious well, it's you know? editing
0: yeah and they yeah. play to the cameras
2: yeah, and they tell you, hey, this is what you're going to talk about today. Make it happen. So, well, ah, you, you know. know, that
0: was kind of my question to Brittany Wagner when we had her on, when she was on Last Chance U, that first season, I think everybody didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, there's, you're afraid to, this time around, everybody's going to play to the cameras. But I right. think one of the things they've got in their favor is they have almost a, a whole new set of football players yeah. coming in because of that flux, which, by the way, one if you watch that show, it ended with them and... and Up in uh, Delta, Mississippi, the the community college up in the Delta. This is the concussion starting to kick back in. Oh, it's okay. Basically, they got in a big fight at the end. In this last game, they all at the end of the game went and prayed together. Aww. which was a great way to help heal those wounds from last year's fight. So I thought that yeah. was nice. There was a good article in the paper about that. So.
2: Well, we only have about a minute. Did you have a, a little top five list? I did.
0: You we know, could like to do the top five every week. And this is the five best things about fall. Number one, cooler weather. That means less back sweating. Um, I'm all about that. I like. I you know you hate the cooler weather, Sharita, but, you know, then again, I sweat when it's over 40. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad it's starting to cool off. Number two, football. If you couldn't watch the football over the weekend, I mean Tennessee Georgia game, that was just classic. It so, was. I caught the uh, the uh,
2: the play the replays from that one. It was it was good.
0: Yeah, and tell people uh, just to let you know that my concussion did not come from my Georgia graduate wife. Just oh Just to let you know that she did not hit me over the head after the end <laughs> of that game. Although I did sleep on the couch, and it was worth it. Uh, number three, pumpkin spice. I mean, mm. you get and forget old spice. We got pumpkin spice, and I always thought that was like the sixth Spice Girls. But now everything is pumpkin spice. So number three. Number four is the presidential election is almost over. We have 36 days until this thing's done.
2: Oh, gosh. I, I can't say that I'm not ready. I'm ready. There was a lot of stuff
0: over the weekend that, be honest with you, made my hair hurt. Right. And that wasn't a concussion. Number five, Christmas decorations are in all the stores. We know it's coming. So there you go. Hey, great yep. show today. I appreciate John for hanging out with us for as long as he did as well. And, of course, folks, remember tomorrow night there's going to be the city council meeting good show as well i hope you thanks for all the calls this is now you're talking coming up next is southern remedy and we'll see you next week